So I want you to go to three verses of scripture tonight. I'm gonna to be reading out of three passages and only these three passages. I'm gonna be in Ezekiel chapter one. I'm gonna be in Isaiah chapter six and I'm gonna be in Revelation chapter four, all right? So Ezekiel chapter one, um, Isaiah chapter six, and Revelation chapter four. These are the only three places in the Bible where seraphim are mentioned, okay? So there's a lot of other kind, there's a lot of uh, angels, there's, there's cherubim, and by the way, the word cherubim just means that it's a, it's a universal term for angels. There is no such angel called a cherubim. Every time you see a cherubim, they look different in the Bible because it's just a term that means angel. A cherub is one, cherubim means there's more than one. Like the word here is seraph. A seraph is one of these majestic creatures. More than one is seraphim, so seraphim. It's just a plural form of that, okay? And so the word, let me just tell you this up front because we're gonna talk about the ministry of seraphim. The word seraph means burning one, okay? So these are these majestic celestial creatures that God has created. Now the Bible never calls them an angel in any place. So they've been classified as angels, but there's only four of them that have ever shown up in the Bible, and we've, we've only seen them. Every time you see them, they're always together, and so it, it would appear as though there's only four seraphim that exist, and they have a function, and I'll show you what their function is. Now, we may get to heaven, and they're all over the place, but the Bible only gave us a window to see four of them, and every time you see them in these three places in the Bible, there's always these same four, and they're always described the same way. We know what their name is because Isaiah gives us their name. Otherwise, we wouldn't know because they're called creatures in other parts of the Bible. So they're never called angels, but if you want to call them an angel, I don't think you would offend them, okay? So if you want to say, hey, angel, go ahead. If you see one, you're going to run. I promise you that. You're not going to wait around, and you won't even get your cell phone out. Man, you'll go hide somewhere. These are, these are mighty creatures. All right. So I want to talk about the ministry of seraphim, these amazing celestial creatures. Let's start in the book of Ezekiel chapter 1. So I'm going to show you a lot of scripture tonight, and I'm going to try to explain it as I go along. <clears throat> and this is the passage where the Lord showed me something I've never seen that I think is absolutely so cool and fascinating. All right. So Ezekiel chapter 1, beginning in verse 4. Then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself. Now, I think that is on the screens there for you somewhere. And brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of fire. Now, I want you to get this idea here. Now, look to the screens. I want you to see this. You got to see what's going on here. There, this is not a fire this is a cloud on fire. It's billowing. Have you ever seen a billowing clouds? So it's billowing. So you have fire, a raging fire engulfing itself. And that's a pretty cool scene, right? Somebody needs to draw that. It's a raging fire that's folding. It's just folding in itself over and over and over. The brightness was all around and is radiating out of it in the midst of the color of amber. So um, out of the midst of this out of the midst of this um, 
raging and billowing fiery cloud, there's a light shining out of it. So you gotta get all of this. So there's a light coming out that looks like a beam that's shining out of this billowing fire that is the color of amber. So that's, you know, that's kind of a yellow white color and it's coming out of the midst of that. Also from within it was the likeness of four living creatures. Now this passage just calls them creatures. And this was their appearance. They have the likeness of a man. Okay, so the first thing I want you to see is when it tells you they have the likeness of a man, it's talking about how man is created. We are created on, we're created on the, um, on, uh, I, I, I can't think of the terminology I'm trying to use. Anyway, it's, it, it's fives, okay? So we have a torso, and we have five appendages that come out of that torso, and every one of those appendages have five more on the end because five is the number of grace, and we are a portrait of grace. So we have this torso. Right here is an appendage, and it has five gates that we call them, the ear gates and the eye gates, the nose gates, mouth gate. So we have five of those. And then we have five fingers and toes uh, out of the end of these appendages. So when it says that it's made in the likeness of man, it's talking about legs and arms and a head. Okay. Now I understand that God is a spirit, but the Bible also shows us the glorified Christ in heaven. Now, he does not look like any man you've ever seen. He has hair like as white as white as a snow. He has eyes like flame of a fire, feet like brass burning in a furnace. You ever met anybody like that? You don't want to give that guy a foot massage. I promise you that. He has feet like brass burning in a furnace. Out of his, out of his uh, skin comes the light shining out of him. So even though it's the glorified Christ, that's what Jesus looks like now. So even though it's the glorified Christ, he still has the appearance of man. You're also going to see, and I'll show you this in a moment, that I'm going to describe to you the, 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 the Holy Spirit in the same type form of man, and I'm also going to show you the Father in the same way, and that's interesting. I'm going to show you what I think is the only physical uh, description of the Holy Spirit in the entire Bible. Now, you see the, the dove of the Holy Spirit lighting, but we know that the, he took the form of a dove, but I'm going to show you the only scripture in the Bible that actually gives you the physical the physical description of what the Holy Spirit looks like if he's not taking another form. That's the part that I thought was so cool, all right, because I've never seen it before until today. All right, so, so look at this. And from within the likeness of the four creatures, and there was appearance like the likeness of a man. Now let's look in verse six. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. Now you need to understand something about the four wings. When you see these creatures in heaven, you always see six wings. This is the only time you only see four wings because they're on the earth. All right, now six is the number of man, four is the number of the earth. So when you see these four creatures appear on the earth, you can only see four wings. It doesn't mean they don't have six wings, but he only saw four wings because their mission is on the earth and four is the number of the earth. So they have four faces, there's four creatures, and they're only showing you four wings because four is the number of the earth, north, south, east, and west. All right, so but in heaven, because they're working with us, 
they have six wings because six is the number of man. So when you see these creatures in heaven, you're going to see six wings on them. When you see them on the earth, you're only going to see four wings. So there's four faces, and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of the feet were like the soles of calves' feet. So I don't think you've ever met a man like that, right? Not in real life. So you have these, you have these amazing creatures that have feet that look like a cow's foot. All right, they look like calves' feet, and they sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under the wings on all four sides, and each one had four faces and four wings. So what you have is you have this four-headed person. They have four faces, and I'll show you. You'll see these in all four places. In the front is the face of a man. On the right side is the face of a lion. On the left side is the face of an ox calf. So it's a baby ox. And on the back is the face of a flying eagle. But if you looked at them, they have arms and legs and six wings. All right? So, so we've never seen any creatures like this, but they have the appearance of a man in the sense that they have torsos and arms and legs and a head. All right? So that's what he's talking about. Now, what's interesting about this is as we go on in verse 9, it says, Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. So here's what you need to understand. They don't turn and move. They move, and you'll see this in a second. Wherever the Holy Spirit takes them, they just move. It's like they glide, all right? So they glide, and the other thing that's interesting about them is that, they, that every time they turn, you're always looking at the face of a man, the face of a lion, the face of an, of, of an ox, and the face of an eagle. If they turned again a different direction, even though their position would be different, you would always be looking at those four faces. So that's part of the amazing part of that. And all of this, by the way, has something to do with you. And I'm gonna show you that before we end tonight. Every bit of that. All of those faces have to do with you. Four is the number of the earth. Six, there's six wings. They're doing something in heaven for earth. And you'll see that as we go along. All right, so in the likeness of their faces, each had the face of the man, the face of the lion on the right. So he gives us the position. Each, so he, he begins with the face of the man because that's the one you can see in the front. So this is how we know the position. The face of the man is in the front. And then he says to the right of that, so the face of the man is in the front, to the right of that is the lion. And then the face of the ox is on the left and then that only leaves one more position. In the back is the eagle. So that's how we know where those faces are pointing or, or what direction they're in. Thus were their faces, their wings stretched upward. Two wings of each touched one another and two covered their bodies. This is how they looked when they were on the earth. Thus their faces and their wings stretched upward. Let's see. And um, look at verse 12. And each one went straight forward, and they went wherever the Spirit wanted them to go, and they did not turn when they went. So they did not take steps, but as they would move, you would always be looking at those four faces. Now, as the likeness, look at verse 13. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance. And this is where it really gets cool. Somebody needs to draw a picture of this. Because there is no picture. You can't Google this and find it. I mean, out of all the people that's ever described this, no one's ever really captured it. So somebody needs to get to work and give us a picture of this. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. 
If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com, or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. So look at this. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. You write that down, underline that. This is too important, okay? They are like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went what? Lightning. These cool creatures have lightning in their skin. And you gotta get this. Their appearance is like bronze, burning bronze. So think about this. Think about brass boiling. So they don't have normal skin like anybody else. Their skin looks like if you, if you melted brass in a pot and it started boiling, that's what their skin looks like. Now add lightning to it. That's their skin. It's not like our skin. That's their skin. So they have lightning and their and their appearance is like a burning coal. And that's, that's so important. That's part of how we know what they do. Then the living creatures ran back and forth in the appearance like flashes of lightning. So these creatures move so fast that it's like lightning. So when Isaiah says, he came and put a coal on my, fa- on my tongue from the altar, it happened just like that. I mean, it was, he didn't want, that guy didn't say, oh, hang on now, I'll be back in a minute. That's not how it happened. Lightning flash. And, and by the way, that's just how long it takes them to get to you too. They, they just moved so fast. As lightning comes from the east to the west, that's how long it takes them to get to you. And, and you're gonna realize in a moment that they have come to you. And you're gonna realize in a moment that they were here tonight. They were working in this room tonight. And I'll show you that in a moment. Okay, now can, can I just show you something cool? This is not on the screens, but you need to open your Bible for this, okay? Pull up your phone, whatever you got in your word, you need to see this. Um, so we know that we were made in the image of God, right? We know that we're made in the image of God. We see the glorified Christ in Revelation 1. So, you know, his eyes like flame of fire, his feet like fine brass, his burns in the furnace, out of his countenance was like the sun that was shining in his strength, his hair was white as wool, as white as snow. And so we see the glorified Christ in a form that is still similar to ours, but glorified and obviously celestial because no one has eyes that look like fire and feet that looks like brass. No one does that. Now, I don't have time to explain this, but that's a whole nother sermon all by itself. It's feet like brass because I could preach you, I could start with from Jesus from head to toe and take you right through the tabernacle, starting with a brazen altar on his feet. So you, you do the homework and you'll figure that one out for yourself. All right, so that's the reason he looks that way. All right, because he is the tabernacle. Okay, so what you have is you have Jesus in this human form, but then you also have God the Father, even though we know God is spirit. The Bible says in, in, in Daniel chapter seven that God, when it calls him the ancient of days, was seated on the throne. So we know even though God is spirit, 
that description in Daniel chapter 7 tells us that we are that God the Father has some type of image which we don't know it exactly because we only see God as spirit but we we know that he has some type of image that he can sit down on the throne now Jesus says when you've seen me you've seen the Father so so we we know that we have seen the Father in that sense but nowhere in the Bible does it ever describe the Holy Spirit now you got to get this is not this is not on the screens when you see the Father, he sits on a throne of lights. Now, the Bible calls it the great white throne, but it's, the word there is not white. The word there is light. And when the translators translated the Bible in English, there was no way to write light throne. It didn't make any sense in English. I mean, what is a light throne? So they just used a color to describe light, and they said white. So we are now, we're now looking for the great white throne. But there is no white throne. It's a light throne. And the truth is, the color is not white at all. It's red. Because the one who sits on the throne looks like the Sardis stone. So the great white throne is really the great red throne. I mean, if you want to be technical, it's really the great red throne. But we don't say it like that. But the Bible gives us the description of God on the throne as looking like a Sardis stone, which is red. Then you have the emerald throne. The red throne, or the great white throne, as we call it, is in the courtroom of God. He's the judge. So it's the courtroom of God. The Father is the judge. But then, where is Jesus seated? Where? The right hand of the Father. But where is that at? That's in the temple. Right beside of him is the temple. That's where we see Jesus in Revelation chapter 1. Where is he at? Standing in front of the menorah. He's in the temple in Revelation 1. That whole heavenly scene is he's wearing priestly attire as the high priest of heaven standing in the, the temple of God. That's, that's what Revelation 1 is all about. It tells you he's the high priest and shows you he is the priest of God. And he puts him right there by the menorah to let you know what he's doing for you. All right. So that throne is what we call the emerald throne. It's green. So the throne of the Father in the courtroom is red. The throne that is in the temple, which is what we would call on earth the mercy seat. What we would call on earth is we would go in the Holy of Holies to the mercy seat. But in heaven, it is the emerald throne. And that's where the Son is at, at the right hand of the Father. But when you go to the earth, the color of the throne changes. When you go to the earth, the color of the throne is blue. It is the sapphire throne because who is the agent of God on the earth? The Holy Spirit. You can't get saved without the Holy Spirit drawing you. Nothing, everything that happens in your life is because the Holy Spirit is at work on this earth among men. So here's where we see the throne of the Holy Spirit. Not only does it tell you it's a sapphire throne, it describes the person who's sitting on the throne. Now look at this. This is so cool. I love this. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 22. There was a firm note. Okay, so I just described these, these, these seraphim to you. Above them was this, it, it, it looked like an ice, an ice platform above them. Above them was a firmament that looked like a crystal. Okay, so get that. The lightness of the firmament above the heads of the living creatures was like the color of an awesome crystal. 
It stretched out over their heads and under the firmament, their wings spread out straight to one another. Each one had two which covered one side and two which covered the other side of their body. And when they went, they heard the noise of their wings. Listen to what they sounded like. The noise of their wings sounded like the noise of many waters, like the voice of the Almighty, like the tumult of the noise of an army when they stood still and let down their wings. So get this. All they're doing is letting down their wings. And when they let down their wings, it sounded like the voice of the Almighty, the voice of many waters, and the sound of an army marching. Isn't that cool? All they're doing is putting their wings down. These guys, you don't want to mess with the seraphim. I just want to tell you that. You don't want to mess with the seraphim. They're not even, they're not even saying anything. They do have something to say. You'll see that later in Isaiah 6. But they're not saying it. They're just putting their wings down. It sounds like an army is marching when all they're doing is putting their wings down. Then a voice came from above the firmament, above their heads, wherever they stood, when they let down the wings. So when they let down their wings, the firmament opened up. Look at this. And above the firmament, over their heads, the likeness of a throne and the appearance of a sapphire stone. So now we're on the blue throne, not the red throne, not the green throne, uh, throne but the, the sapphire th throne. Uh, on the likeness of the throne was like the appearance of a man high above it. Okay, now get this. It's the only description and the whole Bible that gives the physical description of the Holy Spirit on the blue throne. Get this. And there's no other description of Christ or anybody that looks like this. Also from the appearance of his waist. So let me go back up there. Um, the likeness of the throne was like the likeness of the appearance of a man high above it. Also from the, from the appearance of his waist and upwards, I saw, as it were, the color of amber, with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw it were the appearance of fire with brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day, so is the appearance of the brightness all around it. This is the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. Okay, now get this. There's a man, the likeness of a man, head, arms, from here up, he can tell he looks like a man because he's just real bright like, like amber. But from here down, Wayne, he's on fire. From here down, he's on fire. I mean, think about this. Think about the Holy Spirit. No wonder he came as tongues of fire on the day of Pentecost. From here up, he's glowing like a light. From here down, from his waist on down, he is on fire. And he's sitting on that throne. Isn't that cool? I mean, am I the only one that thinks that, or do you guys actually think that's cool? You're kind of looking like, ah, I don't know. Listen, I just read it, guys. I didn't make that up. I just read it from the, that was the Bible, by the way, I was reading from, just in case you're wondering. That's the Bible. No, it's, it's so cool that he gives us this description of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so here's what I want you to see. So in this passage where we just read this, you've got this seraphim, and I think I got a picture up there. I borrowed it from the internet, so... Uh, I don't, you know, it's the best one I can find. Find me the, no, not that one. Find me the one that's got the man's face in the front and then it's got the, his arms and all of that. Find me that one, guys. There you go. I mean, that's the closest one I could find to it, even though his skin's like bronze. So he's got these, uh, I want you to see the man's face in the front 
and then to the right there, you can see the line. To the left, you can see the calf. In the back is the flying eagle. And then it shows his wings up like that. So, so I don't know if that's what a seraphim looks like, but that's somebody's drawing of a seraphim. And I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. He's got this bronze skin. I, I, I don't see the lightning in there, but I think that's about as good as we can get tonight. All right? So until you draw me one, I'm, I'm going to have to keep using this one, but I'm going to wait on that. All right. So here's what I want you to see about these seraphim. They are the burning ones. The, the word seraph means burning one. Their description is like they are a coal of fire that is alive. They are a living coal of fire that is alive. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.